Modern Devices, and Windows 10 Pro. It's time for this week's Serve Pro of Champaign and Vermilion County High School Prep Football Confidential here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Tonight's in-depth look at area high school football is powered by Serve Pro for fire and water cleanup and restoration. Serve Pro like it never even happened. Now, here are your hosts, Colin Likas and Jim Rosso. Oh, hi, everyone. Getting ready for week seven. Can't believe we're already there. Colin Likas. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. About to hand it over to Dylan Chambers and Colin Likas, our preps editor at the News Gazette. This is an especially long night of sports on the radio, right? It Normally is. we have the four hours. We've got some volleyball to tack on the end of this That's one. Right. So stay tuned for all that good stuff. Brett Bielema's show follows us. Back at Papa Dell's, thankfully. They can shout out on pizza again after a one-week break. Yeah, and uh, we've got a jam-packed show here tonight, uh, as Jim kind of alluded to. We've got five guests, five guest mm. spots anyway, six total guests really. Uh, Going to be joined by two Champaign Central football players about halfway through the show, David Willis and Levante Pelmore, to discuss the team's win over Peoria Manual last Friday. Are you doing that just for me because I have kids at Central and just to rub it you in? You only have s- one kid at Central, s- not to make you feel sad. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> Way okay. to go, Colin. It's okay. Dylan just is angry, our producer. but He's a Centennial guy. But we're going to be joined in the show later by Centennial coach Kyle oh. Jackson as well. So we're doing both <laughs> sides of that coin. Which maybe we should have saved for week nine when they actually play each other, it's but all it's right. fine. We can get them both in. Centennial coming off a 40-20 win over Bloomington last week. Uh, also going to hear from Unity coach Scott Hamilton, whose mm-hmm. team is 6-0. and Going to hear from Hoopston area coach Matthew Leskis, whose team is 3-3. Three and three. And right now we are going to hear from Muhammad Seymour coach John Adkins, who is currently in the middle of practice. Hopefully it's not getting rained out. It's a little dodgy out there. But he had some time earlier to catch up with me, talk a little bit about his team moving to 6-0. and uh, They are now ranked 5th. In, no, I'm sorry. They are ranked sixth in the class five. See, I got those numbers mixed up. They're ranked sixth in the class five A poll after defeating Quincy Notre Dame forty-one to nothing last mm. week in Quincy. Mm. Huge win for the Bulldogs. Uh, John Atkins' team is being respected. They're being feared now. They get to go play Peoria Richwoods in week seven. Let's hear what John Atkins had to say about all that and more. Considering how strong Quincy Notre Dame has been for, for so long now, I mean, how are you and the guys taking this win? For us, it kind of goes back to that Mount Zion game, you know, when, when we beat Mount Zion and basically put ourselves in the driver's seat uh, uh, for the conference championship, we, we preached to our kids about, you know, we got a target on our back now and, and everybody's going to come give you their best game. And, and so we got to kind of kind of one-up our practice, uh, you know, level and, and then certainly um, playing uh, playing level on, on Friday nights. And, and so far we've done that up to this point. Um, but, you know, for, you know, Coach Pogue told told the kids on, on, on Monday night, he said, you know, we've tried four times uh, to get Q&D and, and, you know, this fifth time was, was the special one. So I'm really proud of our kids and, and our coaching staff. You know, we, we went on the road that three-hour bus trip um, it, it was a long one for sure, uh, but we talked to our kids all week long about, uh, you know, our theme of the week was, was toughness, and, and we knew that we had to be not only uh, physically tough, be, you know, to kind of match the style of play that they had, but we had to be mentally tough, and like I said, there were a lot of factors that, that certainly forced us to be mentally tough, uh, but I couldn't be more proud of our kids for, for displaying that theme of the week on Friday night, and then, like I said, our coach and their game planning and execution was was absolutely phenomenal on Friday. 
ultimately, how do you feel the kids were able to so effectively execute the game plan that you laid out in, in front of them? That's the hats off to, to our coaches for, for putting together such a great game plan. And then for our kids to continue to buy into to everything that we've been selling to them. Um, I mean, our kids knew that scouting report like the back of their hand, and, and it was evident on the second play in the third quarter there. Uh, you know, Kale, Kale Schweihart, one of our DBs, um, kind of rolled, rolled over with the motion just like he was supposed to. He rolled down. He knew that little bubble screen was coming, so he jumped it. Um, and was able to, to be right there to, to force that fumble. And then Mitchell was there, you know, there to, to scoop it and, and then run in the rest of the way to, to get that score. I think that right there was just a testament to how we played the entire game. Um, our, our kids were locked in from, from the opening kickoff, um, certainly all through, through the 41 points that, that we put up on the, on the scoreboard. And just looking at the statue from last week, it looks like, uh, 17 different kids with at least one tackle, plus Tyler Yukon with this fumble recovery, so kind of makes it 17 and a half, 18. I mean, at this point in the season, do, do you see this more as there's one guy who's obviously a clear leader of this defense, or has it really just been this by committee and everybody is, is doing their assignments and getting the job done here? Yeah, I, you're absolutely right on, on that one. And we've kind of said that since the beginning of the season. You know, if you if you look all the way back to – to week one, um, I think Logan Petro was was our leading tackler and had like six or eight. And then week two uh, was Nick Golden. And, and it seems like it's been a different kid um, every single week. And, and again, certainly that's that's what we feel so good about with, with this core group of of eleven and twelve kids. Um, is that any kid can step up at any time and, and make a play. It's just kind of like, you know, pick your poison, so to speak. Are you going to try to double-team uh, uh, Mateo? Well, then Jack's probably going to ha- have a great night. And so, again, we, we truly don't feel that, that we have a weak link, and, and our kids are so uh, are so unselfish enough to, to be able to, t- to continue to, to do their job and their role, knowing that, that their stats might, might not be uh, the most that Friday night, but certainly they're doing it for the betterment uh, of, of their teammates um, and their team in this sense. Wyatt Baum with the 367 passing yards last week. I mean, his, his growth just every time we, you and I talk, it just seems his growth has taken another step forward. He's got six games under his belt now, and and again, honestly, as a staff, we don't even feel that, that he's played his best game yet. Um, he's still got room to to continue to grow and improve, um, and so so that's certainly what we're going to focus on. Uh, but he has he he's done a great job of of managing the game and and getting the ball to his people in space and 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 letting them make plays. And and like you mentioned, you know, offensively. <laughs> We feel that, that we're pretty dangerous because, you know, in a case in point, Friday night, Q&D uh, kind of loaded the box, so to speak, and, and wanted to take away our, our running game. Um, and, and we were able to, to you know, kind of hurt them through the air, so to speak. When, when we got four guys that, that can play and Wyatt can get them the ball and, and, and we got a great offensive line up front that can protect them, uh, again, we feel, we feel that that's a special group. Luke Johnson probably ends up getting overlooked a little bit. He's the guy in the backfield, but, I mean, he still carried the ball 14 times and rushed for two touchdowns last week. Uh, Luke is probably not going to have the highest stats very often, but it just seems like he goes out there and does his job. 100%. You know, Luke's a great kid and and does anything we ask of him. And like you said, he's he's so unselfish in the fact that, you know, we ask him to, to help pass protect in the box and kind of be that sixth 
uh, a sixth lineman, so to speak, on, on certain pass plays. And, and unselfishly as he is, you know, he's going to step up there and, and he's going to take on those defensive ends or blitzing linebackers and, and get the job done. You know, like you said, and, and maybe, maybe stats or touches or whatever aren't as much as, as some other guys. But that's just kind of kind of the nature of this ball club, and you can see that on both sides of the ball. Um, I, I've never been around a group of kids like this that are that are so unselfish and, and so so you know willing to, to to let the other guy maybe get that opportunity if it's what's best for the team. That was Muhammad Seymour football coach John Adkins, and thanks again to him for being part of our show in a pre-recorded segment. Really appreciate that from him. While the team is actively practicing right now. The Bulldogs are in cruise control, uh, 41-0, as I said, against a really good Quincy Notre Dame team. They were supposed to be at Taylorville this week, but Taylorville backed out of that game due to concerns about the number of athletes they'd have available. So uh, Muhammad picked up a game against Peoria Richwoods, who was supposed to be facing Urbana this week, but Urbana obviously is not playing anymore. So the, the tangled web of teams canceling and, and rescheduling continues on with Muhammad Seymour here. And we're going to hear a little more about Muhammad Seymour later in the show with our Top 10 Countdown, of course. But before we dive into that, we're going to take our first commercial break, come back to a little bit of our Top 10 Countdown, and then hear from one of the coaches in that Top 10, Centennial's Kyle Jackson. W23OCW Champaign-Urbana. Butch here. SurfPro of Champaign-Urbana would like to say thank you for voting us number one in restoration and number one in cleaning services for the third year in a row. We are proud to be your choice when you need to make it like it never even happened. We are adding team members in our Urbana and Danville teams. We offer great benefits and competitive wages and opportunities for growth. Please call 217-355-0077 to set up an interview or apply online at surfprochampaignurbana.com. Hi, this is Christy Powell, owner of This Is It Furniture in Danville. Visit us for a great selection of name brand furniture. Our friendly and knowledgeable staff are here to help. We have a lot of items in stock that can be delivered immediately, or you can pick them up. Call us at 217-516-8508 or visit us at 103 East Main Street in Danville across from Town Center. Check us out on Facebook. Escape routine by expanding your taste palette with World Harvest International and Gourmet. Stop in today and explore over 200 quality olive oils and balsamic vinegars that'll make your taste buds zing. Whether you're looking for global foods, quality vitamins and supplements, artisanal specialties, bulk goods, or gluten-free foods, the variety and options are endless. Did I mention their huge selection of cheeses? For a one-of-a-kind shopping experience, stop into World Harvest International and Gourmet today at 306 West Springfield Avenue in Urbana. Staying informed is all about asking the right questions. That's why Schwab encourages you to ask questions about the way your wealth is managed. Do you know how much you're paying and do you get your feedback if you're not happy? At Schwab, we offer the industry's only satisfaction guarantee. If you're not happy for any reason, we'll refund your fee and work with you to make things right. So ask your broker questions. If you don't like their answers, ask again at Schwab. Visit schwab.com slash compare us or call the Champaign Independent Branch at 217-689-4767. Hi, this is Max. As the owner of MX Electric, I would like to take a minute and say thank you to all the people who took the time out of your busy schedule to cast your vote for us in the People's Choice Awards. Even though MX Electric has been in business for 20 years, it never gets old to be recognized for a job well done. Never hesitate to reach out with any electrical questions or concerns. And as always... 
Did you know that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month? Early detection is key. According to the American College of Radiology, more than 75% of women who develop breast cancer have no family history of breast cancer. Talk to your provider about your risk factors and screening recommendations. One of the most effective tools in fighting breast cancer is early detection through mammograms. Talk to your Christie Clinic OBGYN or primary care provider about your mammogram screening recommendations. This week's Serve Pro of Champaign and Vermilion County High School Prep Football Confidential continues now on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. It is 612 and we are back at the Serve Pro Prep Football Confidential Radio Show. I am Colin Likas and let's go ahead and not waste any more time. Dive right in to our latest top 10 rankings. You saw them in Sunday's News Gazette. If you read the News Gazette, if you didn't, you're getting your first taste of them right now, so uh, so get excited. Our number 10 team this week is the Arcola Purple Riders. Arcola is 4-2 and two and on a four-game win streak after defeating Arthur Lovington Atwood Hammond 51-14 to last week. Arcola really on a roll here after starting the season 0-2. Uh, we we kind of knew they were a little better than that record indicated. They're going to get a chance to prove it again this week when they visit Cerro Gordo Bement. Our number 9 team this week, going to hear from his coach shortly, the Centennial Chargers. Centennial is up to 3-3 three three after a 40-20 win over Bloomington in Week 6. Big win for the Chargers as it ended a three-game losing streak for them. Centennial will try to get one step closer to playoff qualification when they host Peoria Manual in Week 7. And our number 8 team this week is the Westville Tigers, who are on a two-game win streak after knocking off Oakwood 14-12 in Week 6. I saw that game live over at the new Memorial Field. Looked beautiful with the new turf in there. People were pumped up, and they saw a pretty good defensive battle there. Westville is going to be hosting Salt Fork in a battle of 5-1 and one teams on Saturday. Our number seven team this week is the aforementioned Salt Fork Storm. They are coming off their first loss of the season, though it certainly wasn't anything to be ashamed of. 54-41 to to state-ranked Bismarck Henning. Salt Fork, as I said, at Westville in week seven. It is part of a three-game road trip for the Storm. And then our number six team is the Paxton Buckley Loda Panthers. The Panthers are at 4-2, suffered a very difficult loss at Prairie Central, 14-8 in Week 6. Last possession play by Prairie Central took down the Panthers, who both of their losses have now been in the last possession of a game, so the Panthers are that close to being 6-0. But they're going to try and bounce back when they host a 6-0 Monticello team in Week 7. So that's the first half of our top 10 for this week. You're going to hear the second half here shortly, but first we are going to hear from Centennial football coach Kyle Jackson, whose team is 3-3, three and three, leading into a matchup against Peoria Manuel this week. Kyle, thanks so much for being part of our show tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's kind of a weird setup. I know this would be a question more uh, aligned for the Peoria Manual coach, but Manual was over at Tommy Stewart last week for, for Central. They're coming back this week. They should have just found a hotel in town and just stayed here, apparently. <laughs> yeah, probably so. That might have been a better option for them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you guys are, are feeling good now. You know, you, you, you were close in those three games you guys lost. You played well with Normal West. You played really well with Peoria, state-ranked Peoria team. To get that win over Bloomington, did it feel like this was, you know, something that was on the horizon, something you could see coming. 
Yeah, um, I, you know, I, I know our players were hungry. Um, the, the games, especially against Weston Peoria, um, you know, were, were games that we felt like we, we at least had a shot to win, that we competed in, um, and, and that, you know, cut a few mistakes here and there, or one or two things go our way or go differently, and, and, and we win those games, we think. So, um, and I think the biggest thing that we, we drove home with the players is, is even if it didn't feel like it, even if, if the games didn't turn out the way we wanted, we still got better in those three weeks. Um, every day at practice, every game even, um, we continued to, to build and grow um, and, and overcome some of the adversity of some of the injuries we've had and, and things of that nature. Um, and, and so we just got better, and, and we kept getting better and kept getting better and kept getting better. And We went into Bloomington thinking, you know, this is going to be a tough game. Um, any, anytime you're going to Bloomington, it's going to be a tough game. Um, but we know we are confident that we've gotten better over these three weeks um, and, and just got to go play the game. And, and so we did, and, and obviously um, we, we played really well on Friday night. Still made some mistakes we need to cut out, but um, that improvement uh, that, that we have seen or knew was happening over the last three weeks finally kind of showed through on Friday night against Wilmington. And you and I have talked about this before. There's a different mentality that this team seems to show from the one even a few years ago that, you know, had many many of the same athletes, but they were younger. They were less experienced, and the team wound up finishing 0-9. You guys get off to a 2-0 start this year and then lose the next three. That could have spelled doom and gloom for this team, but now you guys are in position to, to qualify for the postseason just by bouncing back off that three-game losing streak. I mean, at this point, how proud are you of the, these guys who have battled so much adversity in the past to, to respond? as well as they did in the face of a three-game losing streak? Oh, I, I'm, I'm super proud. Um, you know, it feels like we've, you know, in part, sometimes it feels like all we've done over the last two or three years is overcome <laughs> adversity. So sure. uh, by this point, we're, we're, it's kind of old hat, I guess, uh, which isn't necessarily a good thing, but, but um, super proud of the way they handled themselves, um, of the way they, they you know, fought back. Because you're right, we, we could have, you know, could have said, you know what, three three losses and go in the tank, and and, and you know we're, we're we're back to where we were a few years ago or whatever. But um, I, I think it's really a product of of the culture we've been trying to build from from day one, and and you know really just talking about you know all along is that you know I, I we don't really care that much about the scoreboard. We, we we don't you know wins and losses. Yeah, they're important, but but what's really important is that we're getting better every week, that we're staying together and overcoming adversity together. Um, and then we do fall down, and when we do uh, struggle, that we 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 rally even tighter, and and we pick each other up. And and they've done a nice job of of really kind of living that um, and building that culture. Um, and and so I think we're at a point now where where when things go wrong or don't go our way, we just we just rally tighter, and and we grow together, and and we find a way to get through it. And I'm super proud of of the way that we've done that. Um, of the way the players have responded, again, to the injuries we've sustained, to, um, you know, that rough three weeks in a row there. Um, it, was a, it, was, it was a rough three weeks, uh, but, but they, they kept working, they bounced back and, and um, went down to Bloomington and, and, and got a good win out of it. 
talking with Centennial football coach Kyle Jackson. And I know your running game, obviously, very strong coming into this season with Brandon Harvey, especially at the forefront. But that, that took a hit when Montez Dubose went down with his injury. And Brandon's mm-hmm. still doing a great job running the ball. But it seems like even more so, and especially in that Bloomington game, that Brady Boatwright as your quarterback has really stepped up and, and taken on the, the, the duties of throwing the ball more and doing it well. 15-22 for 216 and two touchdowns against Bloomington. Good statistics for him. I mean, what can you say about his his development in the face of this team losing one of its key running back options? Yeah, Brady's done a great job um, of, of again, same as everybody else, growing and getting better. We were actually talking to Brady today. Coach, coach, our quarterbacks coach, Coach Fisher was was kind of kind of messing with him a little bit because uh, he went back and watched some old game film from 2019, <laughs> and he was joking around with Brady, saying, "Man, Brady, I, I think some of these guys are are." are some of these teams, they're, they're not going to think you're the same kid. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of a backhanded compliment. Sure. You know, you, you've gotten so much better in the last three years uh, that it's, it's a night and day difference. And, you know, I, I think um, Brady is, is ready for that challenge. He's, he's been working his tail off, and he has improved tremendously, not just, you know, since, since we started, but really in this last, you know, last year or so. Um, Brady has, has really, uh, gone above and beyond to, to get better, um, and, and to improve. And, um, so he's ready for that challenge, I think. And, and, you know, obviously losing Montez, uh, means some folks got to kind of pick up a little bit more of a load. And we, we've got, uh, we're running Braylon Peacock at tailback a little bit more than, than we would have when we had Montez. Um, got a couple other guys stepping up, but Brady also knew that that was going to mean, Hey, we're, we're going to need to air the ball out a little bit more. Um, and, and you're going to need to bring your A game, and, and he has he has done that. Um, and our receivers and him are working really hard to, uh, you know, pick up that slack a little bit and um, be ready because their numbers are getting called a little bit more now that we're we're we're, we're down to uh, you know fewer tailbacks to be able to rotate. And talking about the defensive side of the ball as well, I continue to be impressed by what your guys are accomplishing. I mean, shout out Urbana to start off. You hold Danville to six points. Hold Normal West to 21, which I think ultimately is a pretty good output, especially considering they got most of their points late in that game. You know, Kankakee, 40 points. Kankakee, obviously, a pretty special program going on this year. (laughs) But I think the one that really impressed was what's that, Kyle? (laughs) I said, Kankakee is legit. Yeah, that's a good way to describe them. And then I think the one that really impresses me, even though it ends up being a loss, holding Peoria to 30 points, I don't think people understand just how good of a job that is because Peoria has, I mean, one, Peoria scores a lot of points in the present. This this team scores 50, 60 points on a regular basis. Two, they scored 96 points against your guys a couple years ago. I mean, to see the improvement in this defense, there's clearly a lot of pride amongst those kids on that side the ball absolutely you know they're 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 you know on the defense we're, we're just as hungry as we are on offense and um there is kind of a level of, of pride and, and just a level of toughness that we've tried to instill on the defensive side of the ball um you know we talk about a lot about being physical and, and trying to hit our opponents harder than they hit us uh you know 10 11 hats to the ball on every on every play making sure that if, if you're going to run the ball or if you're going to throw the ball and you you want to, or at least if you want to catch the ball, you're gonna get you're gonna get hit, you're gonna get popped, and and that's kind of the the mo uh, that, that that we've been operating under, and kind of the message we we want to send as a defense is is we're gonna be tough, we're gonna be physical, and we are gonna hit you as hard as we possibly can with as many players as we can every single play. 
Kyle Jackson, Centennial football coach. Kyle, thanks again for joining us tonight. Peoria Manuel on deck, chance to go four and three. You know, Kyle, before I let you go, obviously you guys want to beat normal community in week eight as well, but the, the, there is a chance you guys are four and four going into Champaign Central in week nine, and that certainly makes that game even more interesting. I know it's not something you're thinking about right now, certainly, but, uh, you know, you, 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 you excited for that week nine game just to get Central Centennial back under the lights uh, and get some fans out there, have some fun at Tommy Stewart? Yeah, I'm always excited for a rivalry game, and, and you know, I, I think there's two schools of thought on, on kind of when to have it. Um, you know, some folks are, hey, get it, get it done out of the way at the beginning of the year. Um, because then you can kind of focus for the rest of the year. Cause sometimes those rivalry games get a little, you get a little emotional and, and, and during the week up to it, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's often trash talking and all kinds mm-hmm. of other stuff around it. So, um, sometimes you're like, man, I just want to get through this and get back to kind of a normal week. Um, on the other hand, at the end of the year, it kind of gives you something to look forward to all mm-hmm. year long. Um, especially if, you know, obviously we're in a position to, to make the playoffs. So we're, we're, you know, we're taking it one game at a time and not mm-hmm. trying to look ahead, really. Um, but in a season where maybe you don't, you get into a situation where you don't have that option, having that rivalry game at the end of the year, you know, I think keeps kids engaged, keeps them looking forward to something if, if you don't have much else to look forward to. So right now we're, we're looking forward to manual. And mm-hmm. next week we'll look at, at community and the week after we'll look at central and, and then look to, to hopefully be in the playoffs and whoever we play then. Absolutely. Kyle, thanks again for being part of the show tonight. All right, thank you. Have a good one. You too. Yeah, I, I personally hope, you know, Centennial wins Peoria Manual here in Week 7 and then goes to Normal Community and shocks Normal Community in Week 8. I think that would be awesome for Centennial to, to be qu- playoff eligible as a result of getting that win. That would be great for that program. be a huge sign of improvement. It's going to be a really tough game. Normal Community is a ranked team in Class 7A. Uh, but, you know, Centennial, like I said before, you know, when you hold a state-ranked Peoria team to 30 points, I mean, that, that's showing something. So I'm really curious to see how that game goes uh, after the Peoria Manual game here in Week 7. Well, let's go ahead and round out our top 10 a little earlier than usual tonight, but it's because we have so many guests here down the line. In fact, I can see our two student-athletes outside the studio right now from Champaign Central. We'll have them on in a little bit here. But re-resuming our top 10 countdown, at number 5 we have the Prairie Central Hawks. Prairie Central is up a few spots this week after knocking off Paxton Buckley Loda 14-8. After opening the season with a 41-28 loss to Unity, Prairie Central has gone undefeated. Big win over PBL is the biggest one among those five wins in a row. And Prairie Central is going to go to Olympia in week 7 to try and keep that streak going. And our number four team this week is the Bismarck Henning Rossville Alvin Blue Devils, who are 6-0 after, as I said before, defeating Salt Fork 54-41 last week. Really hard-fought game for Bismarck, I would say, outside the game against South Vermilion, Indiana, that they picked up the last second in week two. Salt Fork has definitely been the toughest test for Bismarck so far, which uh, says a lot about both teams, I think. Bismarck is going to travel to Georgetown Ridge Farm Christman for a week seven game. Our number three team this week is the Monticello Sages. Monticello 6-0 knocked off Rantoul 28 to nothing to guarantee playoff berth, guarantee playoff football in Monticello yet again in the Cully Welter era. Really tough three-game stretch to end the regular season coming up now for the Sages. Starts at Paxton in Week 7. And our number two team this week is the Unity Rockets. 
They had been our number one team all week, or all year, I should say, and they really didn't do anything to get knocked down from number one. It's more so what the number one team, the new number one team, did to get up there. That being said, Unity coming off a 48-6 win over Pontiac. 6-0 and now are the Rockets. They are playoff guaranteed as well. They'll be trying to make it 7-0 and when they visit Rantoul on Friday. And then our number one team, you already heard from their coach earlier in the show, it's the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. They are 41-0 after going to Quincy Notre Dame and completely decimating a state-ranked team, 41-0. The Bulldogs are rolling better than they have been in several years at this point. They're going to try to keep that going at Peoria Richwoods, a Big 12 team, in Week 7. And that'll do it for our Top 10. Have any complaints, let us know. You can always email me. My email is all over everything I write, so feel free to reach out. But I like our top 10 right now, and there's certainly room for movement. It's been moving around all season long, that's for sure. Well, we're going to take our next break. It's 628 here in Champaign. When we come back, we're going to hear from a coach of a team I just mentioned, Unity Football's Scott Hamilton. Stay safe out on the roads this fall with genuine value on leading brands of rugged, long-lasting tires and tire service from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Like Cooper Tires. Right now, all Cooper Tires are on sale. Not sure which tires are right for your vehicle? Just ask a friendly Tire Desk associate in our service center. From tires to brakes, alignments and suspensions to exhausts and oil changes, you know you're in good hands. That's trusted service done right. From Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Stay safe out on the roads this fall with genuine value on leading brands of rugged, long-lasting tires and tire service from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Like Cooper Tires. Right now, all Cooper Tires are on sale. Not sure which tires are right for your vehicle? Just ask a friendly Tire Desk associate in our service center. From tires to brakes, alignments and suspensions to exhausts and oil changes, you know you're in good hands. That's trusted service done right. From Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Make flooring surfaces your first stop for new floors in Champaign. Porcelain tiles, hardwoods, laminates, waterproof vinyls, Flooring Surfaces has hundreds of premium choices in stock that you can take home today, along with all the grouts, mortars, adhesives, and trowels you'll need to get them all installed. Our flooring pros provide expert advice and design assistance free of charge, and you'll find sale pricing on dozens of options, so it's easy to find your perfect floor for less. See Flooring Surfaces today at 401 East Mercury Drive in Champaign. Willow Pond Golf Club in Rantoul is open for a fantastic season of golfing, gaming, good food, and great times. $30 on weekdays, $40 on weekends gets you 18 holes on a beautiful course, riding in brand new easy-go carts with discounts on tee times after 3 p.m. Seniors play for $25 Monday through Friday, and all active military and first responders play for $20 anytime. Willow Pond Golf Club is a great value for a memorable day of golf in Champaign County. Book a tee time today at willowpondgolf.com. To the tailback, Josh McCray to the left, to the outside 30, 25, step arm at the 15, to the 10, 5, touchdown! Peters turns, gives to Reggie Love, sprints through at the 40, the ball pops out, steal on it, pick it up, they scoop it up, they're going to try to run it in, touchdown Illinois! Closing, he's a throw, down he goes! He got slammed with a turn! Get your Fighting Illini homecoming tickets at FightingIllini.com or call 866-ILLINI-1. Take charge of the years ahead with a smart, sound investment strategy and business succession plan. Busey Bank's business and wealth management experts help you envision your best future with powerful insights and proven strategies. Building business and growing wealth 
since 1868. Busey Bank, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. This week's Serve Pro of Champaign and Vermilion County High School Prep Football Confidential continues now on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Welcome back to the Serve Pro Prep Football Confidential Radio Show. It is 631 and I am Colin Likas. Got you for another half hour or so. We're going to jump right into our next coaching interview. It is with longtime Unity coach Scott Hamilton, whose team is coming off its latest win, 48-6 over Pontiac, to move to 6-0 on the season. Scott, thanks for being part of the show as always. Hey, no problem, Colin. Thanks for having me. But that long time makes it sound like I'm old, man. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I, say it more, I say it more so to point out that, you know, 26 playoff berths in 28 years, which is a pretty impressive stat. And one of those years was there were no playoffs. So barely even counts. But I do apologize for, for that, uh, <laughs> that, that feeling. But I know you, when we talk to you about, about the postseason, I know it's something you guys find important. But even so, you don't like to overhype it too much, especially during the regular season so I will ask you this about your regular season schedule because I know you're you got some tough games coming up here but looking back at the 6-0 and start those wins over Prairie Central and St. Joseph Ogden right at the beginning are looking real good right now because Prairie Central's 5-1 and and St. Joe has really turned things around at 3-3 three and three. Uh, considering how strong of a start that was how, how do you think that it set the table for what you guys have accomplished the rest of the way? Yeah, you know, those uh, those teams are playing really well. And, um, you know, especially I think St. Joe, they have, uh, you know, really come on. And, um, you know, their, their scores the last few weeks have been really impressive. And, um, you know, I, I think Coach has done a good job of kind of, you know, trying to find their identity over there. And I think they started to uh, work that identity a little bit against us with the Miller kid getting, <laughs> you know, more running back touches and, um, so, but you know, I think those were two good wins. You know, obviously our game with St. Joe's a big rivalry game. Uh, the Prairie Central game, I felt like, you know, maybe we had a little bit of a leg up because they lost so many guys and it was going to be, uh, their first, you know, a lot of those kids first game. So felt like we had a little bit of a leg up there with those guys, but you know, it's, it's all about coming out and taking care of business every week. And, um, you know, we, we've been fortunate enough to, you know, play well, uh, be prepared, and, um, you know, answer the bell every Friday. And, you know, hopefully uh, come Rantoul this Friday we'll be, uh, we'll be ready to go. And it's, uh, you know, I know everybody wants to look at Rantoul's record and those types of things, but, you know, watching them on film, they've, they've got some really talented athletes. And, uh, you know, I think if they can figure out how to put it together four quarters, you know, I think they – you know, if you look back at their Monticello game last week, it was 14 to nothing going into the fourth quarter, and they, they do a lot of really good things. So our kids will have to be really ready to go. 100%. And you guys were ready to go against Pontiac in, in week six. Didn't leave any doubt as to whether or not you guys would be involved in the playoffs with that 48-6 to win. And uh, one guy who really stood out for the stats he put up, especially on the offensive side of the ball, uh, Matt Brown, your running back, who sometimes I think gets overshadowed a little bit by the uh, Blake Kimball-Dylan-Rutledge connection. But, yeah, Matt with 12 carries, turned him into 203 yards for two touchdowns. Uh, he just really seems to be coming to, into his own in the backfield after uh, taking over for Lane Ennis this year. Yeah, he's, you know, slowly but surely he's starting to understand our schemes and, uh, you know, where, where things fit and, you know, and, and how to read blocks. And, 
Uh, it was actually a week or two ago we had our, our number two running back in, and uh, he actually said to the number two running back, one of the things that we've been coaching him all year mm-hmm. is if, hey, if you just be a little patient, you'll see that block unfold a little bit a little bit better. And I said, holy cow, Matt, we've been trying to tell you that for uh, three weeks right now. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes it, it takes a while. And, um, you know, I, I think that we've, we've prided ourselves off of trying to understand that it's, you know, it's, it's not a sprint, uh, you know, to week one to be at your best. And uh, it's, it's gradually getting kids to understand the system and understand how to play the game and understand, you know, when to make plays, how to make plays and put them in the positions to make plays. And we've had a lot of kids step up, you know, last week for us, uh, you know, probably our most valuable, you know, guy that, that, that did so many good things that's so unsung is Kale Rodden, mm-hmm. who plays our H-back position and, uh, made some great catches, uh, had some good blocks, and so it's it's been a total team effort. These guys are uh, very very into uh, the team concept, and um, you know it's it, it, they, they've been an absolute joy to coach uh, and, and work with. Talking with the Unity coach Scott Hamilton, uh, turning to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I know you were returning a lot of key players on that side of the ball coming into this season, but uh, even so, it's always impressive to watch a good defensive performance. And uh, I point to the one I saw in person against Bloomington Central Catholic back in Week Five. I mean, every every level of the field, your guys just seem to be all over the ball, all over whoever had the ball. I mean, at this point, is there one position group that you can really highlight that's that's done the most for this defense, or has this just been an all eleven guys just doing their job day in and day out situation you know I, I think we've we've played good total you know total team defense but there there is no doubt that our our defense is based and uh everything goes around our d-line we've got two really talented d-tackles uh that are both uh you know very agile move well get off blocks and we've got two very athletic defensive ends so you know, I think that those four guys up front set the tone for us on everything we do. And, you know, I think that what, 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 what really helps is they've, they've done such a great job that, that our linebackers are able to be pretty clean. And, you know, they, they kind of know they got to be edge-type guys. So, um, you know, I, I think that although we've had good linebacker play, we've had good play out of our, our corners. Meddy's made some huge plays. You know, he started that game off with a pick six the other mm-hmm. night. And we've had some big plays out of those guys that, uh, um, but, but ultimately it all boils down to the fact that our D line has, is able to take a lot of things away from people. And, um, uh, you know, it, it just goes a long way when you don't have to worry about all three levels. And looking forward here, I know, like you said, can't overlook Rantoul. It's a team that's, that is better than its 0-6 record. I agree with you absolutely on that. But I do want to spend a brief moment looking to Week 8 and 9, Paxton in Week 8, Monticello in Week 9, just to know that that's the way you close your regular season with two matchups that you can almost guarantee are just going to be hard-hitting, exciting, you know, crazy affairs probably. Is, is that a fun way for you to close the regular season as a coach, or is it more stressful than anything? Well, you know, after week nine, I guess I'll let you know if it's a fun way or not, Colin. But, uh, you know, it's it, it's definitely a, a very interesting way. You know, we'll go into week eight, host and Paxton, and they are a very uh, run-oriented power uh, team with, with a huge, huge line, uh, great run game. 
and then you know you flip the switch the next week with a very athletic, uh, multi-talented uh, spread attack, and so you know it's it, it's the one nice thing is I think that our conference has done for us is that with all you know from from uh, you know opening week one with Prairie Central's option attack to spread to you know I formation or our kids have seen uh, everything that they can have thrown at them and you know when we when we get to the playoffs and we get to those uh, games down the road you know our kids everything will be something that that they've seen in the past and that and that's important when you get into you know that that late in the season stuff so but uh, you know hopefully we can get through uh, Rantoul unscathed and um, and play well and continue to build on what we're, you know, we're trying to do. And if we do, then, uh, you know, we'll be at home for senior night um, with with PBL trying to stop a real power run game and with a huge offensive line. Um, and then, uh, you know, if we can take care of our business, and, you know, I think everybody wants to bill, you know, <laughs> week nine, you know, us versus St. Joe, or uh, us versus Monticello. But, you know, there's, there's some people that uh, – that have some things in mind between now and then. So, you know, our focus just has to be to take care of Rantoul and then, uh, you know, worry about Paxton when that time comes. And, you know, if we're fortunate enough to get out of those two games, then we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take Monticello and uh, travel on the road over for, uh, you know, a good game with them. Scott Hamilton, Unity Football Coach. Scott, thanks again for joining us, and uh, good luck to you and the guys against Rantoul this week. All right, Colin, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, glad to have you on as always. And, yeah, I think uh, we've said even early on in this program, much earlier in the season, there was potential for 8-0 Monticello, 8-0 Unity in Week 9 of the season. One team that definitely has a say in that is Paxton because they have to face both of those teams before that Week 9 matchup. Uh, Rantoul and Olympia as well. Really curious to see if we can get that matchup, though. It would certainly add a little extra of spice to what will already be a good game. We're going to take our final commercial break of the show here at 641. When we come back, we are going to hear from our two Champaign Central football players, David Willis and Levante Pelmore, as well as Hoopston area coach Matthew Leskis. Butcher, ServPro of Champaign-Urbana would like to say thank you for voting us number one in restoration and number one in cleaning services for the third year in a row. We are proud to be your choice when you need to make it like it never even happened. We are adding team members in our Urbana and Danville teams. We offer great benefits and competitive wages and opportunities for growth. Please call 217-355-0077 to set up an interview or apply online at surfprochampaignurbana.com. Hi, this is Kyle with Fastener Etc. Fastener Etc. is proud to have served downstate Illinois' Fastener and industrial supply needs for over 25 years. Factories, farms, municipalities, construction sites, welding shops, and so many more have used the value of our professional-grade products, knowledgeable staff, and free delivery to keep their jobs on time and on budget. Fasteners Etc., proud to be your partner in inventory management for 25 years. We look forward to serving you for 25 more. 
Ricky, I told you if you're late to practice one more time, you're riding the bench. Sorry, coach. I was out busy celebrating a big win. Ricky, we haven't won a game in your four years in this program. <sighs> Not us, coach. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World won the People's Choice Award for a fourth straight year. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. That's impressive, Ricky. Get back in there. You're too smart to ride the pine. Thank you, Champaign County, for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World your number one choice for appliances. Wow. Love what you eat at Everyday Kitchen Restaurant Bar Cafe. Come experience our new take on modern comfort food, born from our love of the region. Visit www.everydaykitchen.com for menu options, featuring fresh pastries, lunch, dinner, and weekend brunch, plus specialty coffee and tea drinks, wine, beer, and handcrafted cocktails. Everyday Kitchen, culinary artists, source-to-table creators, and above all, delighters. We take immense joy in creating food and beverage experiences for you. Located next to Logic at Neal Street and Fox Drive, Champaign. Everyday Kitchen, where Midwest comfort meets culinary delight. When selling your home with Ryan Dallas Real Estate, nothing is left to chance. Simply receive an offer with my guaranteed offer program and close in just 21 days. No showings, no stress, just results. This is Ryan Dallas. Put my team, the number one team for home sold and the number one team in client satisfaction to work for you. There's a reason we outsell the competition year after year. Proven results, excellent service, all backed by my guaranteed offer. Call Ryan Dallas Real Estate today and let's get started. There may be a lot of reasons to call a roofing company, but you don't always need a new roof. Bash Pepper Roofing specializes in maximizing your roofing investment. We want to protect your family and your business through all weather conditions with our quality roofing options. Call Bash Pepper Roofing for an honest opinion on the best options for your roofing needs, and we will customize a roofing plan for your home or business. As a locally owned business, we've proudly served East Central Illinois for the past 100 years. Bash Pepper Roofing, large or small, we cover them all. From the News Gazette Newsroom, I'm Jim Rosso. Some of the stories we're working on. The Danville School Board has agreed to pay more than $600,000 total to its superintendent, another employee, and their attorneys in settlement agreements. The board's former president and another board member also resigned as part of the agreements. Details of those agreements were obtained by the News Gazette through a Freedom of Information Act request. Our Dave Hinton explains. Ahead of Thursday's Big Ten Basketball Media Day in Indianapolis, our beat writer Scott Ritchie analyzes the Big Ten polls released Wednesday that had Kofi Coburn listed as preseason player of the year, but Brad Underwood's Illini ranked as the conference's third best team. The Park County Covered Bridge Festival in Indiana will reemerge Friday after a year off due to the pandemic. The 10-day celebration, which annually draws more than 2 million people, showcases 31 historic covered bridges. Find it all online at newsgazette.com, your print edition here on News Talk 1493 FM. This week's Serve Pro of Champaign and Vermillion County High School Prep Football Confidential continues now on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. It is 645 and we are back on the Serve Pro Prep Football Confidential Radio Show. I am Colin Likas and glad to be joined now by two athletes from Champaign Central High School. Levante Pelmore and David Willis have joined me in studio. Guys, thank you for making the short trip over after practice. I'm sure you guys are probably a little tired from practice, but thanks for coming out for a few minutes. And uh, Levante, I'll ask you the first question. Uh, just uh, as far as getting the first win last week, you guys knocked off Peoria Manuel 22-20 to in a close game. How important was that for, for you and your teammates to get the job done last Friday? Uh, it was um, very, very important. Um, we ha- we ha- we've been taking a lot of losses, you know, so it was really good to like finally get that win. Um, let all the younger guys like see what it feels like to win, and like it was just good. 
Levante, take me through what the atmosphere was like post game because I saw some pictures, but obviously that doesn't tell the whole story. I mean, how excited were you guys after after the final horn sounded out there? We were just super excited. Like me and um one of my buddies, uh, Seth, that plays on the offensive line with me. He just we just looked at each other like, man, we really did it. We we won, mm -hmm. and just we were just like super excited. That's just, awesome. That's awesome. David, uh, as far as what it took in order to get the job done, uh, I know you guys were leading for, for a good portion of that game, but obviously Manuel wasn't going to go away easy. They wanted to get a win as well. What was the key or what were some of the keys to you guys pulling off the win? Uh, you know, some of the keys were was, uh, big defensive stops. Um, you know, we got to keep executing throughout the game, even when the game gets long and tiring. We always execute, and that was a big part of winning the game. And, and as far as, David, just coming in, obviously, like Levante said, you had taken some tough losses. How were you guys able to keep kind of mentally right and know, okay, if we keep executing, this is eventually going to work for us? Uh, yeah, we're always hungry. And, you know, when you're hungry for the first win, you do anything to get the win. So when you keep executing, we know if we keep executing, we'll be okay. And we'll get to where we need to be. The outcome will be the result we want it take care of itself yeah absolutely yeah. uh levante just uh, getting to be back on tommy stewart field as well i know you guys were supposed to play your home opener against urbana there but obviously that didn't happen uh how much fun was it just to get back on the turf field and be playing again oh it's so, it's so much fun um playing on your home field just being with like in favor of with the refs and everything is just so much better and then just like at the end of the game not having to ride the bus so that's not that's not fun at all but it's just so much better being able to like play in front of your crowd, a whole bunch of your friends that you see every day, just show them like what you do, and yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And you make a good point, David. I was going to ask you about this anyway. The Big Twelve has some of the craziest travel, probably of any of the conferences in our area. You guys have to go to Normal. You got to go to Danville. You got to go to uh, Bloomington. All over the place. How tough was it for you guys with all these road trips that went on before you got your first road game? And what do you think you maybe learned from just traveling around so much that, that you maybe took back in order to help you win this game? Uh, we learned a lot. You know, it's not it's not it's always hard when you go to long long road trip and, mm -hmm. you know, it's tight, start to get tired, you know, saying so mm -hmm. you don't come out with the same energy. And that's I think that's what we learned when we came back home. It was like we got to start with that energy, keep that energy up. So it's going to uh, help us execute better and get the dub. And by the same token, David, you guys got tripped to, like, Edwardsville, somewhere you guys normally would never get to go. How cool of an experience was that for you guys? Uh, it was definitely definitely a good experience. Uh, long trip, <laughs> long ride and uh, to their good football program. And, you know, you live and learn mm -hmm. from no, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. We're talking with uh, Champaign Central football players Levante Pelmore and David Willis right now. Levante, uh, you mentioned being on the line. I wanted to talk to you about the offensive side of the ball. Uh, what has been the key to kind of getting the offense right, getting those 22 points on the board against Peoria Emanuel? Uh, really just um, us up front, just being more physical, getting off the ball, just just being offensive linemen, like how offensive linemen is supposed to play, just really – um, being aggressive and just attacking what we need to do and like understanding what our job is like needs to be done and like just really getting to what we need to do and not worrying about like what the other team's doing mm -hmm. just really get to our stuff and, yeah. Right. yeah absolutely and David how about on the defensive side of the ball only 20 points against uh, Peoria Emanuel your guys' best defensive performance of the season in your mind how how did that come together so well uh it came together because we uh 
you know, we got the game plan from the start of the week and uh, executed the game plan. We did what we needed to do. We we had a big uh, play at the end of the game. It was a two-point conversion. You know, big-time players make big-time plays, and that's the, that's what we came up to do. We came up, got our stop, you know, gave it back to our offense, and got what we needed to do to get the job done. What, what was the hype like after you guys got that stop on the two-point play? Oh, it, was, it was crazy, man. It was <laughs> it was so exciting, you know, when you make those plays. You just got to live up to the moment. That's right. Now, Levante, you and David are two of the, the seniors on this team that doesn't have a lot of seniors. This is a very, very young team. I'm looking at the roster right now. I'm not sure exactly how many seniors, but it looks like less than 10. It's probably right around there, I would say. Uh, how have you guys maybe taken on leadership roles, you two and the other seniors with this team? Uh, I mean, it, it been, it's, it's really tough because mm-hmm. um, a lot of our seniors um, – I feel um, me and David are like the only ones that really been playing football, you know. So sure. like, um, it's been kind. Of, it's it's kind of tough to um, like uh, lead it a little bit, but I just try to do my best. Just um, going in the weight room, just lifting, and just like trying to show other kids like what what it's supposed to be and like what you're mm-hmm. supposed to do. Pretty Absolutely. much. Absolutely. And, and David, as far as just uh, the remainder of the schedule here, you guys are going to be at Peoria next, but then you have two home games. I know Centennial is kind of a weird thing where you're both at home, but how nice is it going to be just to, to be at home a little bit more as this season comes to a close? It's, it's great being at home. It's always fun. You get to talk to your friends before the game, come out to the game, come support us. So let us show you what we've been working on in practice. And it's always fun. Always get the crowd hype. It's, it's a great experience. I love the I love the feeling. I had Centennial's coach on earlier, and either of you guys can answer this. I, I know you don't look ahead too far. You can't look ahead to Week Nine, but I'm, I imagine you guys are pretty excited for Central Centennial in Week Nine, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's always a fun game. Always got the crowd there, huge crowd. Everybody comes out. Ain't nobody in the city. They worry about <laughs> cent, they worry about Central Centennial. That's uh, right. Rivalry, whatever you want to call it, it's not even a rivalry. It's always just a football game to us. You know, it's just another game to play, like and it. hopefully that game pushes us in the playoffs. We beat Peoria Central, beat Wilmington, mm-hmm. come out, beat Centennial, we go to the playoffs. Absolutely, and uh, we've got a Centennial graduate right here, so you guys, uh, you guys can talk about rivalries after the show is over, but. Uh, that'll be all for this segment of our show. Thanks again to you guys, Levante, Palmore, and to David Willis for joining me. Good luck against Peoria and Bloomington and Centennial as well. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thanks Thanks for coming on, yep, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. And it is about 6.53 here, which means we have about six to seven minutes left on our show. Just enough time to talk to one more high school football coach tonight. We're going out to Vermilion County to hear from Hoopston area coach Matthew Leskis. Matthew, thank you so much for being part of our show tonight. Oh, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. And you guys are 3-3. Three and three. Been, a, been an up-and-down season kind of in the in sense of wins and losses anyway, going from a loss to a win to a loss to a win to a loss to a win. So this latest win over Georgetown Ridge Farm, 54-14. Does it feel like the guys might be able to string together a winning streak now? Well, that's the goal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope so. Um, I think uh, we had a good game plan with uh georgetown um you know we did our work that we needed to do we studied uh on oakwood as soon as we could get the film and i think we got a good uh game plan heading into friday so 
yes, our goal is to string two wins together. And it seems like uh, the team is seeing some positive momentum. I know last spring was a little difficult for stretches, but win over Seneca, win over Watsika. You guys played both Iroquois West and Moments pretty close. It does seem like this program is headed in the right direction. How do you feel about it at this point? Well, I sure hope so. Um, you know, this would be my third year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with COVID, obviously spring was a little disappointing having a shortened season. Sure. Um, but I tell you, a lot of good things rolled over into the fall that I saw in the spring. You know, we, we played a lot of tough teams close. And um, I don't know if you saw the end of the uh, the final score of the Oakland game last year. But <laughs> yes. it was That was definitely a last-minute play that 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 we ended up losing but the point is we're we're where we needed to be things would have went a little differently spring could have looked a little differently so i saw improvement every single year and this year you know we've just kind of gotten over that hump we just need to finish out the season strong yeah, and uh, I was going to mention that to, to close out this interview, actually, but since you mentioned it, I'll bring it up now because you guys are playing Oakwood this week at Oakwood in Fithian. Uh, yeah, 60-54 to 54 was the score of last year's game, which I almost thought was fake when I saw it come across the, the first right. time last year. It's just such a strange score to see in an 11-man football game. How excited are your guys to, to try and come out on the right end of that game after how crazy that was last year? Well, you know, it was a big letdown at the end, so... You know, I didn't have to do a whole lot of pumping them up for this Friday um, because it was 54-52 with just over a minute left. We just scored and we kicked off to them. Um, so they got a pretty good um, run back and ended up punching it in. So it, it was it was a punch in the gut. So, yes, we're looking forward to this. We're hoping that, um, you know, we come out strong in the first half. And then our second half, we've been a little flat in some of these games. So, our goal is to come out the second half stronger than we do in the first half so we can we can finish strong. Talking with Hoopston area Armstrong Potomac football coach Matthew Leskis. Anthony Zamora obviously leading the offense's quarterback for you guys. One guy I really want to talk with uh, with you about, though, is Abel Colunga, who I think is better known probably for his wrestling exploits. But, man, I can, I, I can imagine when he gets a full head of steam, he's pretty hard to stop out of the backfield. And uh, 13 carries for 202 yards last week kind of shows that, doesn't it? Yeah, he's he's an exceptional talent. He uh, Abel's really worked hard, um, you know, in the weight room. His conditioning um, it's at a different level than it has been in the last few years. He's he's a tank. He's he's leaner, um, but he's stronger. So um, when he gets ahead of steam going, and we're able to block like I know we can for him and, and get to that second level, he's he he's tough to stop. He's a truck. So. That's our goal. Our goal is to give him the ball when we can, open up some lanes, let him do his thing, you know, do some zone blocking, open up some uh, – all we need is a little crease for him to get, get into, get him to second level and, and you know, let him, let him hurt some people and, and drive. So that's what he's been doing, and, and we're hoping that uh, we can keep that up this Friday. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Ben, it seems like it's been, at least from the stats you've sent in, kind of a, a combined team effort. You know, Anthony and Zamora and Colin Young both had a sack last week, and uh, Anthony had a pass deflection. Angel Zamora had a fumble recovery. Sam Champs, who was in here for our faces of fall photo shoot, had a fumble recovery. Uh, at this point, is it is it been a team effort on the defensive side of the ball, or is there any one guy who's really been kind of leading this charge? Um, it, no, it's been a team effort, and 
you know, it, I think we're in the same boat as a lot of a lot of teams around here. You know, with COVID, um, you know, and you got injuries and you have eligibility. There's just a lot of things that can come up throughout the season. So, you know, you have to rely on other players to step up and, and play some positions maybe that they haven't played. Or, you know, I try to keep Anthony off the defensive end if mm-hmm. I can. But, you know, he's an athlete and he wants to play. Um, but, you know, I want him ready to go when we have the ball. So there are times where he has to come in and play defense. Sam Champs plays both ways. Abel Colunga plays both ways. Hunter Cannon plays both ways. So it's a lot to ask on these guys. So when people like Angel steps up and, uh, you know, I used to mention Colin Young, he plays hard defense. Um, it really helps. So that's what we look forward to as a team effort. Matthew Leskis, Hoopston Area Armstrong Potomac football coach. Matthew, thanks again for being part of the show, and good luck to you and the boys in Fithian uh, this weekend. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. And uh, Hoopston closes against Salt Fork and Bismarck, hoping to earn a playoff berth sitting at 3-3 three and three right now. And we got through our jam-packed show there. Five, six guests technically, six individuals on this show. Great episode of the Serve Pro Prep Football Confidential Radio Show. Tune in next week for more as we preview Week 8, a step closer to the playoffs. This is News Talk 1493.9 FM, WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations.